That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.
Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back once again. He's always back. He's always evil. He's always Jeff Lippmann. Welcome back to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. And what the hell's cracking man? Are you hyped for full gear or are you fully not hyped for it? <laughs> fully not hyped for it at all. Couldn't care less. Really? Couldn't care less at all? Uh, on an excitement level, from 1 to 10, I'll go 3. Wow. Well, we got a comment in the chat. Because Homeboy88, our very own Homeboy88, says he's a dancing fool. I'm a fool without the dancing, Homeboy. <laughs> he also says he's Homeboy Shivani, which he actually is. And uh, Yes, he really is. And then he calls me a Malaka Jones. Really? Really, puto? Hey, man. If you ain't paranoid about showing your facha, how about you jump on to the skirmish, homeboy? Is I mean, I'll send you an email. I mean, come on, Jeff. Anyway, can I just say, was this fucking that bad, this fucking dynamite? Because I felt it sucked balls, dude. Funny thing is, I thought the first hour was actually pretty good, pretty darn good actually, and the second hour just fell off a freaking cliff. I mean, there was cool. some, there was some parts in it, but that that built that crowd stunk. I mean, it was also small as hell. The building was like three quarters empty, which didn't help. But the crowd was as as dead as raw was. Last remember we did machismo a week ago, and the right. crowd was terrible. This crowd was just as bad, if not worse. So that. So even when they did good things, it, it, it didn't feel important. But yeah, the second hour, I mean, that was, it was like Wiley Coyote, like being run over by a train and then fall out the cliff. Yeah, no, I really did. I actually felt like, look, you're right. I, I don't know if I really enjoyed the first hour because I really didn't. But the second hour did really fall off a cliff. But man, I felt like this was one of the weakest shows For a in a show? long time. For a go-home show, it was, was piss-weak. Yeah, uh, yeah, terrible, especially since the, the second hour was so bad. And, and, and to be honest, I mean, a lot of it falls on, on Moxley, but a lot of it falls on, on Tony Khan and, and his dumb idea of what's booking. I mean, well, am I glad you brought up that dumb Tony Khan guy? Because did you listen to the media scrum for Full Gear? I, I did. I listened to it at double speed, of course, but yes, I listened to it. <laughs> Homeboy in the chat says, Mr. Jeff Lippman, I'm going to buy you a proper microphone for Christmas. Oh, Thank you, homeboy. Wait, I have Thank one. You. I have. Uh, look, Thank I, I, you. What's oh, look, it's Snowball. Yeah, what's yeah, you snowball? know what? Put it in front of you for a minute. Like, actually, the mic for a moment. I just want to hear something. No, I, I have had it all the way in the back. I forgot to bring That's it up with the computer. Better. That's yeah. much better. Thank you, homeboy, for pointing that out. I've thought of that so many times. But yeah, have the mic actually closer. That that doesn't. No, help. I usually do. I just forgot to bring it up because it's twelve thirty a.m. here. Yeah, I mean, what difference does it make though about the microphone, regardless of the time? It's not like you have oh, to scream well, at it. It means that my brain isn't operating on full capacity. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Look, I'm I'm grateful that you are available right now. I didn't think you would be, but you are. So I mean, hey, this guy like him or hate him. He's the hardest working person of the PwC network. I'm, I'm telling you. Like me, I'll, I'll give me him I'm that. consistent. <laughs> yeah, he actually is. I and may the most suck, consistent. but I'm consistently sucking. 
<laughs> there we go. He gave you the thumbs up, by the way. <laughs> okay, homeboy 88. Hey, homeboy, jump on, puto. Anyway. But, but really, I want to hear from homeboy 87 and homeboy 86. <laughs> Actually, is a 87 and 86. There's a, there's a whole story behind the 88. I'm sure he could tell you about it one day. But I check out his show. Your, I hope it's as good as your story about how you got beat up. <laughs> I thought we agreed I didn't have to explain myself again. But he's I don't want Jeff you to explain Sullivan. yourself. I like my version better. Well, <laughs> yeah, I got beat up by Douglas the chick but um <laughs> but yeah look but before we move on again onto dynamite check out homeboy's podcast jeff if you like video games it's called I the video it. game connection hey now that you're laughing i'm not going to promote your show you prick <laughs> forget it forget no, i ever said there, video there game are connection. lots of people out there who do like video games and i did like video <laughs> games when i was young they're just too hard now they're they're they've lost their enjoyment from you because they're too hard to play like give me like a game where i can just shoot shit and then or like like carve off the arms off a dragon i'm happy but you know anything where i've got to like do like nine thousand combinations not interested well jeff funny enough you know what i just realized and i'm so disappointed but now I that homeboy is here no well <laughs> yeah you kind of do but but no in all seriousness um it's episode 100 of the skirmish and it's just and it's just you and I like none of there's no Chris I mean I feel like I feel like you know Chris Chris should be part of the show yeah Opa alright I can't believe this is episode 100 which gives me more reason to bring on Homeboy would you Homeboy, stop trying to bring on. our few viewers on to the show and make them cast no well he was happy 100 thank you as he as he just said um, no, because he was a big part of the skirmish initially at the start, especially. He was. Oh. Oh. He was on, he's, he's been on a lot of shows, actually, in the past. All right. Either do it or don't. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Homeboy, give me an moment. answer. Do you want to be on or you don't, bro? Just say yes or no. If it's a no, all good. But unfortunately, you know, it's not a big hyped up episode 100 as it should have been. To be honest, I kind of forgot until I just remembered. And. Let's blame Chris. I will blame Chris. He ghosted me while he was on Facebook. What the fuck, man? I'm like skirmish. He's never liked uh, it. Oh, there we go. All right, homeboy, I'll send you a link. <laughs> that sounds enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a link um, in the chat. And uh, yeah, just click on it. All right, you'll see it now. I'm sure if, he's, if he has a long history with the skirmish, he's aware of how to click on the link. No, no, no. Well, I need to send him a friggin' invite first. Swell. So, all right. So, Dynamite comes to us from from where? Was uh, was it Bridgeport, Connecticut, this week? Uh, apparently, it was Bridgeport, Connecticut, from the Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. That is, <laughs> and it is the it last. So appropriate. The Total Mortgage. This, this company is totally <laughs> mortgaged. Oh, big time! And it is the go home show to AEW's Holy full fucking zero. gear. Completely underwater. It's true. You know how Penta Penta says Cerro Miedo. It's yeah. AEW's Cerro Equity. <laughs> oh, Zero Equity. Hey, we got our. Here we go. This is the homeboy. Look, he's no, in the house. It's no, homeboy eighty eight. It's ocho ocho. How do you say eighty eight in Spanish, dude? Ocho ocho. Really? That's exactly how you say it. What's <laughs> up, Jeff Lipman? What's, What's going up, on, man? Jimmy T? What hey, the man. fuck is up? I gotta tell you, man. They they fucked you up, bro. <laughs> they they really did. it wasn't they that really fucked did a me number. up. It was no, kind of like uh, it was one dude. Yeah, it was one dude. Do you know the story? 
Yeah, he was very small. Looked like uh, Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> he was kind of small. Really? I won't it lie. Was Tyrion he was Lannister? Yeah. What, he jump <laughs> up like Little Mac and Mike Tyson's punch out? <laughs> he, got, he got beat up by a dwarf. Uh, well, God. you know, there's no shame in that. They're kind of remember the Haiti kid was pretty tough. They're sneaky. The Haiti kid is, is uh, Steve Payne's favorite wrestler. He's a legend, bro. <laughs> Him and Little Beaver. By the way, but I just gotta, I just gotta say, man, happy 100. I was gonna PWC, give you the introduction, brother. Bro. Yeah, thank you, man. What? I was gonna give you an introduction. But... I don't know oh, if it's okay. the camera angle or what, but Homeboy 88 sort of looks like Jimmy. If you and I had a child. <laughs> what the fuck? Where'd that come well, from, man? That's that's a bit weird, but um. Yeah, that that's a little weird. Yeah, brother. that's weird. Is bro. it the gray and the weird? A, a little weird is 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 par for the course. Oh God! I get hey, it. Look. The black hat, the black beard, but the white. Yeah. <laughs> well, Facebook it. user says in the chat, "Hey, it's Jeff." Yes, it is. It is Jeff Lippman. But um, homeboy, I know you don't watch AEW, man. But thank you. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. But you know, I don't blame him. <laughs> Let's be honest, because if we weren't doing this damn show, we probably wouldn't be watching AEW right now. But um, man, thank you for always being part of the show. You've always been a supporter uh, of us. Is those first fucking thirty episodes that you won pretty much all the time were some of the funniest fucking shows that we ever put you, on? It was funny. It's a shame that Chris is not here though, because. He ghosted me, man. I'm like skirmish. No comment. <laughs> so That's I was okay. like, damn it. So no, Chris. Chris, you fucking missed out on episode 100, man. What's I talked to you? Chris. We're, we're talking about his next appearance on Garden of the I know. I winter. saw. I saw that, man. What the fuck, man? And I heard he's bringing back his show, right, Jimmy, on the PWC. Apparently, but um, God knows if the far side, <laughs> the far center, the, the far center, oh. the far center, the, the far side. side. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the cartoon, right, Jeff Lippin? Uh, yeah, the, the, the uh, I forgot the guy's name, Gary something. Yeah. Well, you center. know what? Yeah. Homeboy, since you don't watch AEW, but we're here to talk AEW, I want I want your thoughts anyway on, on what I'm about to read out, because let's get into it. This should be funny. Because he's a pro wrestling fan for life. I, I mean, would. he's been a lifelong fan. Right. I'm aware. But um, we do have our first matchup, though, because it's less sex cuts. In Chris Jericho and Sammy oh, Guevara. You, you started asking about Tony Khan's media scrum. Oh, yes. Nothing I forgot. About Yo, you're right. You're right. Sorry, okay. let's go back to that. You're indeed right. You hear the Tony, the media, media scrum? Yes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, hey, it was Drew Yari, Jeff. Your oh boy, Drew God. Yari. Half who says, half Irish, Can they say something about Tony adorable. Khan? Can yeah. Tony Khan pick a fucking style? He has a fucking beard. He has big hair. He has a nice big eyes, bro. He, has... <laughs> he looks like he looked like Sepien from uh, from Mexican records, bro. Like a like a Mexican clown, bro. Sometimes, seriously, Sepien, look funny, that bro. shit up. He's but, definitely a clown. Uh, I'll, I'll oh, say he's this. A clown. I'll say this. Okay, I don't watch wrestling as much as I used to. Okay, I was a huge fan in the Hogan you, era. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing that right. In the Hogan era, um, you know, Stone Cold era, NWO and all that stuff. ECW was my favorite promotion, as you know, Jimmy. But Absolutely. I'll say this. MJF, for me, is a fucking superstar, okay? Whenever he does an interview, like he did one with Ariel Hawani, 
I watched the entire thing or the other ones. That Dude. guy is a star. He could have been a star in the eighties, the nineties. He's great. He's great. What do you think, Jeff? I think he's got the gift of gab and I think he's good in the ring. I think his problem is, is that he really is too small to be a superstar. Um, mm. with his move. He's not like a Ray Mysterio or like Ricochet, not that Ricochet is a superstar with the with with the moves it'll make it spectacular. But I mean his 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 gift of gab is is unmatched right now. Um and so yeah, and this era is different. I mean I, I I'm self aware enough to know that a lot of things have passed me by and I'm sort of the old fuddy duddy in the room. I, I just still have trouble seeing a five foot eight, five foot nine guy being Oh, the sure. face of wrestling, even with that mouth. I mean, back right. in the day, that 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 was what Jimmy Hart did—the mouth of the South. And I, uh, and yeah, I think, for, yeah, I think I think for wrestling for it to be mainstream, if it would ever be again, I think that all the Laps fans they probably still think about the Hulk Hogan's and and the Jesse Venturas and the Randy Savages and you know with the larger than life kind of stuff, Andre. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Well, I, I, you know what. We're going to find out, and in this show, we're going to explore that that deeper uh, because MJF certainly had some time to show his skills towards the end of the show. Yeah, we will get to that, but uh, this and, and Jimmy, with... the yes. only thing I have against MJF is that sometimes he says his phrase with a question because I'm better than you, and <laughs> and no, it kind of sounds like he's like he's throwing. I know, like, I, know, I, I know. think I'm better than you. Uh, no, but fucking he's saying it more bro. like no. I think he says it more like so everyone repeats. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, but it sounds like he's asking phrase. a question. But I'm better than you. Yeah, and then it's like you know <laughs> it. You, well, know, you like, know, you know how we speak. We're all like Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, it's a what show about nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna have the purple mane. Sounds like a question. <laughs> well, it's true. Well, let's get into the first matchup. It is the Sex Gods in Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Team Uppercut in American Dragon, Brian Danielson and Claudio Costagnoli. And if you don't know Costagnoli, homeboy, that is uh, Cesaro, just in case you don't know. But anyway, uh, this match went for way too long, Jeff. Absolutely way too long, in my opinion. Sure, it was, it was a decent you know, TV and first-up matchup, but I don't know, man. I was only in and out. But that's the problem. Should I, should I have been zoning in and out? The only thing I liked about it was at the end where uh, Costagnoli done the big swing on Jericho while Jericho had the bat, which is kind of funny. And uh, But anyway, Team Uppercut ended up winning by submission with a sharpshooter from Claudio on Chris Jericho in a decent matchup that didn't really impress me for whatever reason, Jeff. Did you watch it live or did you watch it later on in Australia? I watched it on delay this time. Yeah, I didn't watch it live. Usually, I would have watched it live, but I didn't. I mean, it, it depends what time you watched it, it, and I'm not really sure what your circadian rhythm is. But no, I, I thought this match was actually pretty good. The only issue I had with it is that story-wise, and maybe this was on purpose, but I doubt it because they're not that smart. There was no teasing of any tension or dissension between Jericho and Guevara, which is you know in all the promos that's part of the story. Where to believe that that's a story for the third or fourth time, you know, are they really on the outs this time? Or are they really secretly, you know, and, you know, can they coexist as like the story in like 
five of these matches. You know, too much creative freedom leads to too many of the same stories on a card. But I, I thought the match was good. I thought the, the the timing was fine, and I actually enjoyed this match. And they gave Claudio the win, and I thought that the this, what, what does Claudio call a thing? The round the world, the merry-go-round? The, yeah, whatever. I think it's around the world it's called. That, 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 I thought that was all great. And, and the shit with the bat was, was great. How he just took it away from him and threw yeah, it. Yeah. I thought, uh, I, I, that was quite I, funny. Jericho held the bat and he held it out. But he, <laughs> I mean, if he just tried to swing it and couldn't, that would have been great too. But I don't know. I didn't have a problem with the match. I actually thought the match was good and better than most of them. And I think that, that Brian is booking these matches, but I think that Brian really is not aware of the story that Sammy and Chris aren't necessarily on the same page, or maybe maybe he remembers that they really are and forgot to put that into it or whatever. But that was my only gripe with it is that there was there was never any of that miscommunication, or, or if there was, I missed it. But no, I like the match. Surprisingly, uh, I'm positive about something. Yeah, I'm Jimmy. surprised too. Go for it. I was going to say, homeboy, what's up? No, I was going to say, uh, man, I just wanted to wish you guys happy 100. You guys are great, man. This shit looks professional. I'm proud of you, brother. <laughs> Thank uh, you, bro. I got to go. Just want to <laughs> hop on and say what's up and happy 100 again, man. Well, thank you, man. At least you did hop on to, to say, you know, happy 100. And Hell we yeah. appreciate you, homeboy. And, man, did you lose my number before you go, bro? Because uh, I don't always check my emails, <laughs> bro, <laughs> just quietly. So, um, which I just oh, saw okay. it just before. I'll get back to you. I'll get back uh, to you. All right. Because if you've lost my number... He's saying, don't call him, he'll call you. Nah. Yeah, exactly. Nah, nah, nah. I'm flipping the script, Jeff, because you know how he is getting in contact with people. Believe me, I'm I'm like the ugliest girl in in, in, in the booty call list. shit. What? Nah, I'm just kidding. We all love this Uh, guy. All right, man. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you, homeboy. Have a great show. Thank you, man. Thanks. Thanks out. And that was Homeboy88 of the Video Game Connection, where you can check out on wherever you can download, you know, podcasts, man. He's everywhere. I he's mean, not he does, He's not. He has been occasionally, but um, mm. the, unfortunately, the Video Game Connection is not on the PWC, but it could be. Who knows? We'll see. Well, that's awkward. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. No. Nah. No, nah, well, that's up to him, man. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. he, he's, more, he's always more than welcome to be part of it, obviously. Um, he was formerly of the Homeboy 88 show, which is quite funny. Um, anyway, Jeff, let's go back to Dynamite. Sure. Um, so I'm surprised you said you liked it. I I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just used to it. I've, I've seen this shit too many times, man. We have been seeing... I mean, listen, I've been... I feel like I've been complaining about the JS against the BCC. I mean, since the second gimmick match, not even the third gimmick match. So, I mean, what was that? March, March, Aprilish, when when we were on the second and third, and and it still hasn't ended, and we're in, you know, November now. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm tired of seeing these these guys dance and all this shit, and I'm not particularly interested in that. And I don't know that anyone's invested in the Ring of Honor Championship, uh, you know, and and to put. Four. I'm going to say four of your top guys, even though I don't really think Guevara is in that. I'm not even really sure Cesaro is, uh, Claudio. Um, but you know, to put them in one match over the Ring of Honor title is sort of a waste of people. But I don't know. It's, it's, it is what it is. Right. It's AW, so you have to accept that there's going to be AAA belts. There's going to be IPGW belts. There's going to be Ring of Honor belts. Steam DDT belts. 
FTW belts. And we're probably going to get Niva Openweight belts. All right. The, the North Pole belt coming <laughs> for winter is coming. The South Pole. The Olegean Heavyweight Championship belt. Right. The Too Legit to Quit belt, depending on which rapper is going to be on. I, I don't know. Uh, but, but shit, listen, seriously, did, did, was there something about Tony Khan's media scrum that you want to talk about? Yes. Again, see? I got thrown off. We never finished it. My point was what he said about CM Punk. That's what I wanted to get out. Oh, um, okay. So can we officially say now that Punk is actually done? Did he pretty much go as far as to tell everybody that? I appreciate why you're why you're answer, asking me that question. <laughs> thank you, but I, 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 I but I can't comment that. Thank you. Um, well, fuck you, TK. You I mean, it. this has been pretty clear for a while. But I mean, is he done? Yeah. But are they done paying him? No. And I guess the, just the question is how much and for how long. Well. Look, he pretty much he emphasized the part, especially where he appreciates what Punk has done in the ring, but he didn't really appreciate what he has been doing outside of the ring. Well, he didn't say that, wow. but some things that are not spoken tell you a, a million words, and I really felt that vibe where he pretty much said it without saying it in words that he was a pain in the ass in the back. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's that that was part of what he said, and I'm going to be generous with this interpretation. I assume when he means in the ring, he also means promos and selling T-shirts yes, and merch exactly. and selling tickets and things like that. Everything that involves his on-screen presence. Exactly. But yeah, uh, you know, it's pretty clear whose side Tony is on in this. So why why would that be a surprise? The more interest, I mean, you know, this that was just more of the same. I mean, if anything, I guess it, it maybe put a you know, a final period on the it the the few people who are still hanging on to it's a work kind of thing. Um, but uh, more interesting was that, like, now, of all times, now he says he's finally thinking that he may have to strip Thunder Rosa of her title. Yeah, I mean, right. he's waited, what, like six months now, and she says she's hoping to be back in January. Now? I said this months ago, Jeff, that, she, that, T, that Tony Storm will end up becoming the real champion without having to face Thunder Rosa. And I, I think that's exactly what we're getting. Thunder Rosa's done. She was never injured. She's just a cancer in the back. And I think as as bad as it is for business, I think TK has done some bold moves by throwing out Punk and now possibly Thunder Rosa. Well, I don't think throwing out Thunder Rosa is bad for business. I don't think it's good for business either, but I yeah. mean... You know, it's it's more click warfare, which is nothing in wrestling. I mean, the punk thing. I mean, reasonable minds can differ if it's good or bad for business long term, short term. It's definitely bad for business. Well, actually, short term, it's not because he's he's hurt. I mean, he's like Christian. He's going to be out. He's going to be out another seven months or whatever. Uh, but medium term, I mean, you know, I'm sure he could sell shirts, and he's still obviously he still has a fan base and. But let's face it, there's been a lot of that energy. The, the whoever's been chanting CM Punk for the last eight and a half years, you know, on wrestling cards all over the world, that energy has been has been seeped out of uh, it's been exsanguinated out of uh, uh, AEW. There's I mean, there's just there's just been less energy. It's been it's been largely listless, which is a shame because they really could have done some things to to re reset the docket. And you know, and but instead they can't get out of their ways with 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 Andrade and Sammy fighting yeah. and, and 
what's his face Kingston fighting and the stuff he can't shut up Tony Storm who mean which means he can't shut up <laughs> you know Britt Baker which means he can't shut up oh. Thunder Rosa uh, and then of course Eva Lee chimes in from you know left field doesn't even work there anymore and then they think, yeah and then people get hurt and they're there you know and you know and half the roster is out it, it, it's a shit show meanwhile you know Miro's doing nothing. House of Black is doing nothing. We, you know, we know that they wanted to be released. Um, Andrade wants to be released. You know, so we're getting Roosh doing stupid stuff with Pence. You know, ten that nobody cares about. Um, and we keep seeing Orange Cassidy. And every time Orange Cassidy is on, ratings go down. Uh, 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 by, by the way, well, listen, I don't want to do predictions yet. Well, we can do them while the bargain. I don't want to talk about the my predictions on the women's match yet. But it's just weird. I mean, way back when, when, when there was the first interim TNT belt for Cody, my recollection of that is he was expected back in two or three weeks. So I gave that one a pass. But I'm like, if you do this the second time, you set precedent, and now you're trapped. And this is going to be a bad idea. And everyone's like, oh, you're just a hater. You're a hater. No, it's not. I mean, it it fucked up the whole Moxley Punk thing. It's it's fucking up this. It's it, it's screwing up storylines. It's unnecessary. There's there's no status in this interim. Just just strip the person of a title, have a tournament like you like, and have a new champion. And then when the person's ready to come back, they get a rematch. The end. It ain't that hard. It's wrestling. It's true. It is just wrestling. But whatever reason, TK finds it difficult for whatever reason. But you know what? before we do move on i want to ask you one more question about this scenario should they be worried i know it, you know on the outside looking in it doesn't look like they are worried but should they be worried and i'm talking about they as in aw and more particularly tony khan i mean about what in particular like that popularity seems to be going down ratings down yes they should be no worried. one's attending as much as they used to compared yeah. to year one yeah i mean they they can't limit the camera shots more than they already are and, and have a wrestling show. And it's showing these buildings are not half full. They're not a third full. They're two thirds empty, sometimes three quarters empty. Um, and it looks bad. Um, you know, and, and they, they've been hanging around the nines, which is pretty good. And this, this week, the go home show eight, one, eight, listen, I'm the one that's been saying they're an 850,000, max product i've been saying that for you know two years now but i didn't expect there to be a drop i, I expect it to be sort of a steady attrition not one week before a go-home show before what you think is a big paper i mean obviously none of these angles have captured the imaginations of any aw fans and it also seems like you know probably the seventy-five thousand or so or hundred thousand or so people who really thought cm punk were what well, was coming back and it was a work well they finally gave up and left and maybe the people who hate the elite left also, but the people who love the elite never left. So, you know, people are, and like I had a discussion, I think it was on Dollar Club wrestling yesterday where I, I was there. So shout out to them. They're saying, one of the, the guys was saying that the MJF is a game changer. I'm like, how's he a game changer? He's been there since day one. I mean, losing him would be a loss, but he's not, he's not increasing your viewership. He's not, and and I don't, I don't see, and and this is a bad, and we need to have this conversation, really, I guess, because we all crap on about how much of a big star he is, and he is, right? Let's not, let's not make no mistake about it. But 
Wrestling is measured in terms of how much money you make in the business and how much you can draw for the business. And we'll be real. Let's be real here. Like, is it really a draw? Like, well, I, I would say no. I mean, listen, you, you can sit at home and and listen to his promos very enjoyably. The only thing you're missing out on on MJF most weeks is the ability to to say, and you know it. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I think wrestling generally has a heel problem that there's too many cool heels that the fans like to cheer. Um, but that's a that's a different story for a different day. Maybe a, pro, a professor's perspective. Uh, we get some insight from a, so some erudite individuals on that. Um, Actually, we do need a professor's perspective. It's been a while. and he I've given him two suggestions. And spoiler, the one I just gave you is one of them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, he's very talented, but you know, he's nothing's going to change that he's five foot eight. No, nothing will change that he's five foot eight. But see, is it his fault though, Jeff? That's no, the thing. Is it is it the business or is it the guys that are trying to make this business mean something again? I mean, no. who's right. who's at fault here? Wrestling's fake fighting. Everybody, you know, everybody's known it's fake fighting. You know. If not officially, the, the curtain was torn back back when Vince said we shouldn't have to have a wrestling license because it's sports entertainment. By the way, they still need wrestling licenses, but he told everyone it's scripted, sports entertainment. I, I mean, and you can say professional wrestling, professional wrestling all you want, but it's still scripted. It's it's fake. So when it's fake fighting, you need to see things that are extraordinary. Okay. You know, for a while, the flippy stuff was great. The Hardys, Team Extreme, the Young Bucks were doing innovative stuff. People jumping all over the place. It was fun for a while. But, but now everybody's doing it. There's only so many times you can go to the circus and say, wow, at the, at the you know, the tightrope and the trampoline act and the, the trapeze act. But seeing a lion never gets old. Seeing the elephants never gets old. And that's because they're larger than life. So, you know, there's a reason why superhero movie. You might get tired of them, but even even a badly performing superhero movie does half a billion dollars. So, uh, you know, and to, to further the superhero metaphor, Spider-Man is a small superhero. True. He, <laughs> that's what it can be special. done. That's right. what makes him special. He's the small one. He's the he's your Daniel Bryan. He's your Ray Mysterio. He's, he's your scrappy underdog. But he's unusual. Most of the people he fakes are larger than life in more than one ways. Or, you know... And Which gets him more over by defeating him. Right. And and now you have res- big wrestlers who can do some of the same moves as the little wrestlers. So, I mean, people still would rather see Brock Lesnar just walk than, than see Phoenix dive around all day. It's Phoenix now, Jeff. Remember? Sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I meant Phoenix. I didn't mean Phoenix. Obviously, people want to oh. see Phoenix dive around all over. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I can still laugh even with the cut on my face. But anyway. Oh, yeah. What cut? Sorry. That's just shit. I mean, it's dribbling down my face. But anyway, that was well put, though, Jeff. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why he's Jeff Lindman, folks. Yeah. I mean, that's why he is who he is. Yeah. Well, and I'm biased for MJF. He is my son, after all. It's true. That, that is his son. And he's always said that if you pay attention right here to the PwC. But you know what, Jeff? We could go on and on about this, and I'm sure, because it's very late for you, I'm sure we, you don't want to take longer the time than usual as it is. I, I don't, but it looks like you're the one who's fading, not me, my friend. 
What do you mean by that? <laughs> Your eyes are getting a little bit droopy. Oh, no, no, no. Heavier. No, no. Put no, your no, eye no, no. back in your head like as you're no, looking at your own forehead. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. All right. I'm, I'm telling you, as long as you're cool, I'm cool. Like, Oh, I'm cool. You, I'm, like, right. I'm like Arthur Fonzarelli cool. You're not in a rush or anything like that? <laughs> I'm, I'm chilling like a villain. All right. All right. That's good. <laughs> hey. Yeah, <yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> And we, well, like I was saying before, Team Uppercut win by submission with Sharpshooter from Claudio onto Chris Jericho. But we come back from commercial as we get a creepy black and white Darby Allen vignette about body bags and road tripping with Sting. I actually like this little vignette, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, this was good. Dar- Darby's, Darby's vision, he's a film student. His, his films, they, yes. they always had sort of the same kind of... Uh, um, style or milieu they're always black and white and they're always sort of you know a little jump starty there's what's that called shutter uh anyway but they're good it it was good it's clever the body bag you know Uh, i mean that seemed like more of like the house of black thing than who they're dealing with now but okay um anyway and then sting said showtime which you know was used to be his catch one of his catchphrases i guess in the aughts or late 90s um that's fine. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a silly little match, but I mean, I heard Jargo earlier on the prediction show, and um, I don't know. I think people on the pay per view, this is not the match I would take off of the pay per view. I would, I'd keep this on the pay per view because people, you know, if you want to see an attraction, you might as well make people pay for it. So Jared and Sting, I suppose the well, Sting's the attraction. Um, it's Sting. But, it's let's yeah. make no mistake about it. It's Sting. Yeah. But there are plenty of other matches they could have put, you know, on a dynamite instead of a paper pay per view. And they're putting more matches on. I know it's zero hour, but they booked like a a ten person, you know, the factory versus best friends and Rocky Romero. And like, I mean, what what a what is, killer that is. What a pretty killer. What is on uh, the zero the ground zero um, pre show? I mean, what what matches are on there? I don't even know if they've announced really anything other than that one that you just mentioned. Okay, there's something I'm really confused about. And I don't know why they couldn't do Ricky Starks, Lance Archer last week. And then why it wasn't on on Dynamite. It was on Rampage this night. If you don't want to hear a spoiler, even though the show already aired, close your ears, fast forward for 30 seconds. But Ricky Starks won uh, in sort of sudden and abrupt fashion. Then there was a little beatdown, and Brian Cage came out, and they alluded to the fact that they used to be partners. Okay, it's a good little story. Cool. But <laughs> the other side of the brackets finished. We already know Ethan Page is in that one. So is Ricky Starks going to have to face Brian Cage tomorrow at zero hour, and then the winner of that match will have to face Ethan Page on the pay-per-view? Like, will, will someone have to wrestle twice, or will they move that to a dynamite? <coughs> uh, honestly, I don't have a fucking idea, Jeff. <laughs> I really don't because do you really have an idea? I don't think you do. I don't think any of us do. Well, I think I think Stark's cage is on zero hour, which is why I'm bringing this up now. Okay. Um, And I thought that the finals of the tournament was going to be the last match added to the pay per view, but again, someone would have to work twice. Which, by the way, is a perfectly good excuse if you want them if you want to lose or if you want to make them a super over baby face. but I think everyone thinks Ricky Starks is going to win. I think they've just been talking about Ethan Page for so long. So I think they are going to make him wrestle twice, twice in between the successive beatdowns from Lance Archer and then having to deal with Brian Cage. Well, that changes uh, my prediction then. If, if he has to wrestle twice, then that changes my prediction. Yeah. 
So we'll see. So I, I you know, I, I reserve the right to, to uh, change my predictions until we actually do predictions. But right now I'm thinking it's Ethan Page. It's just the, the form. I've jumped to Ethan as well. That's what I was going to say. If, if that's the case, if but would they need to confirm that shit because that's not cool if they if they don't. You know what I mean? Because in that throws everything out the window in terms of that matchup and predictions. I'm sure Tony is working on paragraph five of his Darwin, not Darwinian, his uh, Dickensian tweet that he's gonna he's gonna release later on today. <sighs> anyway, we'll get to predictions and I'll think about it by that point. Anyway, we then cut to Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh, and they're and they're chatting with Jeff Jarrett as he just rolls in. He says, 24 years ago, when he stepped into the ring with Sting, the first time he dropped his catchphrase, and now this will be his final showtime as we get the premiere of Acclaim's new music video featuring Captain Insano. Uh, first of all, did you like Jeff Jarrett's little fucking promo? There's not really much to say. It's just typical no. Jeff Jarrett. So, I mean... I mean it's a little it was it was a little rushed it like felt like one of those kingston segments like it, it like they it was like an afterthought and this would have been a good time to cut like a minute and a half of the match you said was too long uh to put this on or the constant recaps they were doing of moxley and mjf talking and basically oh, saying the same thing over and over again uh, anyway um not particularly and i i don't know why but i'm really irked by the fact that it's known that jeff jared has a has an executive position with the company, you know, on business development, yet he's positioned as a heel on TV. It's like almost different if you're like you're you're wrestlers and you're always wrestlers, and you know you're going to be full time. And that that's sort of baked into the cake. But but now it, 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 like why would you keep an employee who is is hitting your other talent with guitars? I mean, it's it the whole thing doesn't make sense. And we're supposed to be the smart wrestling fans, so I, this bugs me. But but Jeff Jarrett, I mean, his voice is still the most commanding. He still does the, the he, he sounds like he does a wrestling promo. He does. Um, he actually does. And like in the typical, stereotypical sense as well, right. which is not a bad thing. Right. And, he's, and he's chasing off the staff. I mean, these are his coworkers. These are people who have to report. <laughs> like if he's in charge of house shows, which some people are saying there are no house shows, but if like if he is suddenly doing live events, like, like he's their supervisor. it's just just so stupid to me i I, I, you know maybe i should you know maybe i should get over that but i can't i'm sorry this is supposed to be the company for the smart wrestling fan so so so, smart wrestling fan uh so no i didn't think too much of it but it wasn't very long so it's it was was fine It, it just it just felt rushed um yeah what about the acclaims new music video did you like that I mean, yeah, they're it was, funny. It was corny. It was corny. But it, yeah. was cor- it was corny. The Captain Insano thing, I could have lived without that for the rest Ugh. of my life. I had a lot of trouble hearing the lyrics. Now, I have I have trouble with music lyrics, period. Like, I don't remember music lyrics generally. Uh, I'm not even good at karaoke. I mean, not holding the tune. I mean, like, the lyrics, like, even reading lyrics, it's like I have a blind spot for it. But, and... But I I couldn't really make out what they all were, um, and then they did another live rap afterwards, which I mean it was almost like a heel one because they did a Jay Leno joke, and I'm like, ooh, too soon, dude. I mean, did you learn anything from I forgot her name, but the the Olympian? Oh yeah, uh, Bile by, by, uh, whatever the fucking name is. Simone Biles or something. That's it. Yeah, Biles, or Biles, yeah. Right, that she was like she couldn't 
performed because of mental illness and he made a joke about her um right. you know with the crying or something um yeah it was funny it's it's, it's cute they're, 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 they're listen it, it if the rest of the show was good this was fine this this, this is just more this is more kitsch it's schick it's vaudeville it's sports entertainment yeah, it very much is sports entertainment. I mean, that's exactly what it is. But yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. I just hate they're going against their whole motto, what they said from day one. Always did. And, uh, always they did, did, yeah, unfortunately. No, almost nothing they said was truthful from day one. So, I mean, why watch it? wins and losses matter, dicks. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. Everything ends back with penis, folks. Everything ends back yeah. with penis. And those rankings... <laughs> They don't even mention the rankings anymore. They don't. Put they them don't in the they actually they don't. don't. Tweet them every week. It's, it's true. Completely, completely forgotten. And you know completely. what? Completely. That, listen, that was that was probably a hard decision for them. Made the right decision because they're not using them. Well, if you're not going to use that, then don't show the wins and losses either. In my opinion, I just that's think they should point. just scrub that shit. You know what I mean? But that's just me. Because of the perception, when you see someone with a million wins and hardly any losses, but you see him losing all the time on television, <laughs> which doesn't make fucking sense. It fucking totally... Right. When they tell you Dante Martin has the second most wins in 2022 only to John Moxley, and you haven't seen him win, you know, maybe you saw him win one mixed tag team match in the entire last 11 months. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, why would you do that? Like, it just... Yeah, so, like you said... And like what I'm saying now, just scrap the whole fucking shit and let's just move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's not what pro wrestling was or is. But anyway, um, as we're about or to get... book to make the rankings make sense. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's One of the other. It just exposes the business even more, in my opinion. Not that right. it matters at this point, but still, God damn it. Let's not get too but carried it away. Matter. It does matter. It I mean, does. one of the reasons that people don't enjoy Star Wars that much is that the stormtroopers can't shoot Dick, and every time anyone shoots them, even if it's a farmer, the stormtrooper goes down dead. I mean, <laughs> it's like, the fuck is this? I mean, where do they train these idiots? Why is anyone afraid of the Empire? <laughs> you could be standing right in front of you, they'd miss. Uh, it would be like that scene in, in, in um, uh, Pulp Fiction where the, the guy <laughs> unloads his, his nine clip and, like, a, no bullets hit Samuel L. Jackson or John Travolta. God damn it, AEW, seriously. Well, speaking of stupid, we go even more stupid because it's Anthony Bowens versus Shane Swerve Strickland in a scissor match. Nah, not exactly. Just a matchup. And, um, but before the match started, Billy Gunn blindsided Strickland during his entrance. Uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, Strickland's up winning by people. Unnecessary because Strickland still wins, but before with the JML driver. Well, the uh, point was is that the refs threw um, uh, Daddy Ass out, and I think they threw Caster out, so it was a true one on one. Though I'm not even sure about Caster. Uh, anyway, yeah, didn't make neither sense. am I. Funny enough, because there's always a million people around the ring, and they rarely, you know, eject anyone. I'm not sure why they would eject someone before the, the bell rings. Actually, this match was really good. This match was really entertaining. They were. A few false finishes, but in the end, Swerve got it done, uh, basically clean. So uh, yeah, which means he's losing this coming uh, tomorrow on oh, Saturday. Oh, show! But uh, but this was a good match, and you can see why people think Swerve is special because he can be. He can. I mean, I've always been a fan of his, even long before WWE, long before uh, even uh, long before Lucha Underground when he was Kill Shot. 
Yeah, okay. I I didn't know who he was before then. I I knew that there was a guy named Shane Swerve Strickland out there that people were talking about, but he was I, so I, Swerve, dude. Like coming up, I'm not gonna lie. And Swerve means like you know fresh, like just in his context, if you know what I mean. Huh. Um, well, that's what he that's what it reference as. Like he's, you know what I mean. He's pretty like he's suave. Yeah, like he's suave, except he's Swerve. Okay, <laughs> I, I just thought Swerve man, you could you couldn't you couldn't. Put your finger. You couldn't touch him. That kind of thing. I mean, technically, there's that too. You could use that, but I'm pretty sure he means he's just too cool for school. Okay. I know it doesn't make sense. Well, listen, me not understanding current terminology is nothing new. Yeah, well, let's be fair. If it says swerve, I mean, why should it mean that, right? When you think about well, it, yeah, but... I mean, in wrestling, swerve has a pretty clear context. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. Well, anyway, speaking of Swerve, but not really, we got Tony Schiavone introducing Samoa Joe for an interview in the ring, Jeff. As Joe comes out, uh, Joe says it's a pleasure and an honor to share a ring with him and reminds him of an old colleague named Paul. (laughs) But he hopes their interactions go better because Joe says what he did to Warlow wasn't shocking because he kept running his mouth and failed to recognize the most dangerous man in the room and paid the ultimate price, which I agree. But then we get Powerhouse Hobbs. He says he's been one kicking, he's been the one kicking Wardlow's ass for the past several weeks. So he's going to go and kick Joe's ass as some old Joe tells him to come in and catch one. But Hobbs turns around when Wardlow's music hits and Mr. Mayhem slides into the ring behind Joe and beats him down. Powerhouse then gets in the ring to cut him off. The roster run down to break the fight up. With a little nod from the Dark Order, Wallow ends up standing tall, and then we go to the fucking break. As much as this looks cool on paper, right? This is going to hurt somebody, and it's not going to be Joe. Right. But it could be Wallow or Hobbs in this at this point. So, well, it's going to be one of them. Um, the the strange thing, I mean, this, let's start with Joe coming down and the crowd chanting Joe. I mean, they they still absolutely love Joe. They and love him. That's another thing that I, that I was going to point out too. Continue on. Sorry. I just, and his promo made complete sense. The guy told me he's coming for all titles and he's disrespecting me. So, you know, what am I supposed to do? Wait, wait for him or should I, yeah. you know, basically the Bush doctrine. So and if he, you followed Joe over the years, you knew he was going to turn. We're pointing this out weeks before it even happened, but just the little yeah. subtle yeah. things that Wardlow was doing, which was clear disrespect in my opinion. Right. Third thing, the face comes from behind, That's and the heel is coming from the front. Fourth thing, why does Hobbs give a shit about what's going on with Joe? What the fuck does he That's care? That's why I hate this, dude. I mean, it does. It, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. I mean, of all, I, I mean, and and it makes doubly no sense because Joe's title isn't on the line. Only Wardlow's it, <laughs> so you know who's taking the pin. Yep. Now we'll get into the predictions. I mean, at least put both titles on the line, right? I mean, so the story could be that, that some somebody's walking out a double champion. Yeah, but this is AEW, right? Uh, Can't do Jeff. that. Everybody has. Everybody that. needs a title. Everybody, every man and their dog needs a title. Maybe they'll give. You think they'll give Hobbs FTW Year Two title? <laughs> well, shouldn't it be the Year Three title at this point? Well, yeah, I mean, well, they'll give year two to Cage and they'll, they'll give year, year three to Hobbs. Uh, you know, I don't know. Why not get a job belt? Literally call it the job belt. 
Well, you should just put it in, in French or whatever language they speak in the <laughs> Atlantic. Ah, Ole Atlantic. In, in the Atlantis belt. <laughs> in the Atlantis belt. <laughs> I see the Atlantis belt, not belt. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a good one. That's actually very good. Very nice. Very nice. I like it. The Atlantis belt fucking champion. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? Yeah, like I was saying, uh, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll loot on it more once we get to predictions because there's no point of the, going about you it. You see all the clowns that they came out to like try to break the. So they had they had the, the factory. Um, they, they had the, the Why, dark though? order and three what, monsters and, and like the butcher and the blade and then some security so it's like everybody who loses <laughs> well, all the losers came out right it's so it's, dumb dude yeah, yeah. just meh it's fucking retarded it is what it is and somehow there's three rhinoceroses in there and and none of them can break free no. well i mean i guess wardlow did for a splash after you know two-thirds of everyone left the ring you just gave me an idea okay. i'm gonna have to have that music that song I want to be free. <laughs> well, I thought we were going to do some of the three rhinoceroses. Oh, maybe that. Maybe the three blind mice even. Mm -hmm. Get it? Yeah. I, I do. They're going in blind because they're getting buried. Like, the guys that shouldn't be getting buried are going to get buried in this match. There's no doubt about it. But like I said, we'll touch on that once we get there in the predictions. Um, now, we go to a commercial, but we come back, we get Big Baker DMD cutting a promo on Soraya calling her out for her growth from nervous to face of the company she went from nervous to the face of the company that is she says as a leader you take all the blame when everyone else gets the credit and in the three years she became her own damn role model she talks about keeping the fire burning in Daly's place at the worst of the pandemic and says she respects Soraya but this business owes her nothing and she's not going to stand there and belittle Baker's accomplishments because she's stuck in the past. Britt also says she's the heart and soul and pulse of AEW. And if Soraya thinks she's above that, she can get the fuck out. Um, I didn't like this promo though, Jeff. Oh, it was a, it was a, a paint by numbers babyface promo. Right, which didn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. Again. I mean, why? They. Again, this is Tony. He needs to tell people they need to stop positioning themselves as AEW against outsiders, which really only means WWE because they never say it to like a former Impact signee, right? So, Not at all. Or or former Ring of Honor person or whatever. You know, uh, you know, no one said that to Josh Woods. You're you're coming onto my territory now. I mean, but uh, because. When you're here saying I'm defending the honor of AEW, you're supposed to be the face with the AEW crowd. So I don't know if they're planning to do a double turn here. I mean, Soraya is not really that likable. She's not good on the mic. She's already played all of her sympathy cards, and Ugh. you know how you know she like she like she played 52 pickup early on. Um, apparently, you cannot wrestle her from the back. You can't do anything from behind her. It's maybe not physical. It might be psycho it might be psychological either way you you like that's not allowed which is i mean first is brit supposed to remember that i mean can that can that be done in a wrestling match for it to look even close to organic but i don't know brit also is a shitty face she's a great heel but she's a shitty face so uh she was a fanipic fail as a freaking face right this 
this whole thing confuses me because you bring in Soraya and, you know, you, you, you have her get over on, like, some of your lower-end heels first and, and then maybe you put her into a program with someone like, you know, Serena Deeb, who's not going to hurt her, that has the respect but doesn't right. win matches. Exactly. You know, something like that. I, I don't know. I mean, I can't even think of who's on their roster and who's healthy at the same time because yeah, Ali's not healthy. Penelope Ford wasn't healthy, came back one match, got injured again. Anna Jay is still too green. Ty Conti's too green, so they can't be trusted. There, your heels. Nyla, I mean, what are you going to do? Marina Shafir, she's the most dangerous person, you know. Literally. It's, it's Right, exactly. She she really is a problem. By the way, shout out to Zoe Stark for stealing Marina Shafir's promo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, At least she delivered it much better than Marina Shafir did. So. And then you have a lot of people we haven't seen in so long. We don't know if they're, if they're heels or faces. Like, you know, your Red Velvet, your Abaddon's, your Diamante. Red who? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean... You know, isn't this what Madison Rain is supposed to do to, to, like, you know, put up a good match? Does she need to be a face just because we know she's a coach? Well, just Does she Jarrett, need to be on television? Right. Well, she no, I, I would say no. But since she is, I mean, but, you know, but just because she's a coach, she has to be a face. Jeff Jarrett is an executive and he's a heel. So I I, I don't I don't understand these decisions. I mean, obviously, Sarai versus Britt Baker is a big match, but it's like too soon. Yeah. This, this company does things too soon or too late. There's rarely are just right and when there is a just right they either still manage to botch that up or somebody gets hurt just spot on dude uh, yeah. it's weird it's really yeah. weird because the guy's all the money in the world but he's somehow snake bit but he has he has enough doctors on staff to, to keep the venom at bay <laughs> nicely put absolutely you. you're right that was a good sort of uh line there jeff i really like that one well i don't know man but uh yeah you're right it is what it is and we'll touch more on it on who goes over in our predictions coming up shortly. Um, but let's move on to the next matchup. It is AR Fox and Top Flight, who's Dante and Darius, or sorry, Darius Martin, versus uh, Triangulo de la Muente in Pac Penta El Zero Muedo and Ray Phoenix, not Phoenix, Phoenix. And it's for your AEW World Trios Championships. Um, yeah, this was your typical. Um, it was good. It was a good match. Probably the most fun match. This of match the night, but it still sucks, right? I didn't really. No, it wasn't fun at all. This match was a spot fest. I'm it was trying a bad... to be fucking. I'm trying not to be as cynical as I am because I hated the whole show. But let me just get this me... out of the way real quick. I hate Go everything about Alex Apprehendes. He's terrible. He's useless. So they, they, I mean, oh, if there was a bus flip, he'd be the second one. I, I would flip <laughs> on the first one being Vicky Guerrero. But Pinter says. I am not going to die from a bus. Yeah, the guy doesn't need to speak in English. We know what he's saying in Spanish. It's like Oscar. You don't need a translator. It's better that way. Anyway, um, this match was, a, I mean, first of all, the whole the whole story they've been building for the last two months is that Pac is sort of a heel in their faces, and he wants not to. Not anymore, to, son. Right, right. Now they're on the same page. Um, he must have got hit yeah. with the hammer. Yeah. Darius, it's hammer time. Da obviously, Darius just got cleared but he's not in any sort of shape i mean he's he's a shadow of himself and ar fox 
is old and rusty and works stiff. And by stiff, I don't mean like Seamus stiff. I don't mean like, like stiff. stiff. I don't mean <laughs> like Hardy stiff. Right. I, I don't mean like <laughs> like uh, what's what's the guy in Japan? The the I don't know. Anybody in, in Japan, Minoru Suzuki, anyone, okay, right. yeah, Takaji, anyone. I don't mean stiff like any of those guys. What I mean stiff, I mean like the Tim Woodsman from Wizard of Oz stiff. Like I, I, I literally thought like, like you need some oil. Yeah, like like I thought like I held creaking in there. And Tony <laughs> Khan during the the press conference said he's been cutting a lot of costs. What he just offered we AR stop the contract. Right, it's a perfect, excellent, good. We've we've got props. This is a high budget show. Um, I mean, he's. He's adding wrestlers left and right. What cost cut? Where where are these cost cuts? You don't do house shows, so you're not cutting those. I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, I guess did, did you arrange with the arenas to only pay people pay the arena based on the amount of people who come up in a show? Because that is that that would cut costs because we don't have to rent the whole arena. Yeah, let me just rent eight hundred seats. Um, it, that, that's not the way rentals work in in arena anyway. But this this match was awkward. It was bad. I mean, it was its usual spot fest. No psychology, no selling. And then boom, all of a sudden, the, the death triangle won. And all of a sudden, they win. The best part of this was Pac's promo, which, again, in context of what's been going on with Pac, doesn't make a lot of sense, but fine. They, the elite coming back has focused his attention. Okay, fine. Um, even though they didn't say that. Just commentary should have said that. They should have said, you know, there's been a little dissension between these teams, but they seem to be on the same page now. I guess the elite coming back has really, you know, refocused their attention on what's important. Okay, great. Ain't that hard. I mean, I just came up with it off the top of my head. I'm not in this business, you know, uh, 120 years like Tony Excalibur and, and Taz are collectively. Uh, by Tony, I mean Shivani. Um, so he says... We're not stupid. We know what's going on. We've seen the videos. So if you want to We've come... heard the rumors too. Yeah. So, you know, so just like that, the elite, we've never seen them. They're they're going to get the title shot, which, you know, it's fair. They've never they, lost it. That's fair, right. They, they never lost it, but, you know, shouldn't they be cutting a promo? Shouldn't they be going into Tony's office like a vignette and saying, listen, we don't want to use the EVP card, but we never lost those titles and we're back and listen... We were involved in something. We paid the price, but we're back. That we want a shot at our titles. And you know what? You got a you got a pay per view coming back, and you hear Tony going, "I don't know, guys. It's a bad example." He's like, "You want to make money at this pay per view? You book the elite." Yeah, yeah okay. simple, right? But you know simple. what? Fine. And you know, we don't even need to see Tony on camera. We can just see him. You know, have it be Jim Ross. You know, I'll talk to the boss. See if I can make it happen. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm going to spoil something bye bye, here bye. In, in my predictions. I actually think, I don't think this match is going to happen. I think that oh. House, of, I think House of Black is going to ambush the Elite and beat them down uh, before and this, there won't be a match. No, they're definitely going to have the, <laughs> them on the card. That would, be, that would be a riot. But I do think House of Black is going to be involved in some way and probably cost the Elite the belts. Cause I, okay, I think- but wouldn't that be dumb? Because wouldn't you, if you're going up against the elite, or you're gonna go and chase the elite, right? Wouldn't you want them to win so that way you can beat them for those trios championships? Well, the faces chase, so I think that the elite are going to have to chase, and maybe they're either gonna have to chase House of Black, 
But if you are Tony Khan and you love the Ring of Honor style of wrestling, what would make you happier than a fatal three-way trio? Absolutely. How chaotic and memorable right. could that match actually be? Right. I think the only be thing that first. would make him happier would be to throw best friends in there and make it a fatal oh, four-way trio. No, 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 no. Now too much. Or, or now put, you, in, or put in uh, Suzuki, whoever that old codger is <laughs> they had on Rampage tonight, and Ishii. Akiyama. Um, yeah, they're going to have Jun Akiyama. He's a legend, damn it. So they can have th- th- three Japanese bald fifty-something-year-olds. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I I think that they're going to make the elite chase a little bit because I think they I think they're just self-aware enough to know they shouldn't put the titles right back on themselves. That's interesting. I'll give you that. Um, well, Pack did ends the prom- the promo towards the end by saying Pack gets back on the mic and says. The elite may think they're coming for them, but Death Triangle have been waiting for them. Yeah. Just quite By the way, that's the end. If you didn't hear the prediction show that they, that uh, Jimmy and Jargo did earlier, take a listen to it. What Jargo lays out a scenario which is amazing for Omega, but it, it's it's too smart for wrestling. Too smart, um, man. Yeah, so it, it's definitely not happening. Um, uh, though. Uh, I'm not just saying that because it never occurred to me. I mean, once I heard it, I'm like, that's, that is a great angle. It, 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 it's too smart. It's too smart, man. Unfortunately, I'm hoping, look, I, I want TK to prove us wrong, man, every time, because it ain't that hard to come up with something really good. I mean, it is professional wrestling after, yeah, after all. It shouldn't yeah. be so difficult. I just, that's why I just want to be a fly on the wall and just be like listening to how they do things because, I'll never understand why it becomes so difficult to actually think pretty smart about things. You actually don't even have to be smart. Just be logical. And it writes itself. And But I guess Sokoka is getting the best of TK. But uh, it is what it is. Um, we get Ricky Starks, though, cutting a promo next about how he's going to beat Lance Archer on Friday, which you gave the spoiler alert, which he did. Um, but then we cut to all ego Ethan Page getting on the mic during his entrance and says he's going to walk through Bandito and then become number one contender and he doesn't care who's champ at Winter's Coming. He'll be the next AEW champion. I thoroughly enjoyed his promo. And uh, I'm really... Ethan Page is so much more so much more talented than AEW even realized, man. I know you love Ethan Page, but he's just he's just a guy. He, he, I know, but he cuts a good pro wrestling promo. He, he does, gets it. He, he does cut a good wrestling promo. And you know what? When During the pandemic, when he was not working with Impact, he made himself a body guy. Well, he's not a body guy anymore. He's True. got an okay build. Uh, he's not that big. He, but with with when he was a body guy, he was big enough, especially in AEW. Absolutely. He cuts a good right. promo, but he's not that good looking. Um, and he's yeah, not well. that great a promo. Um, and he's been so, st- and he's been stuck in two years of of weird morasses with strange teams and playing second to Scorpio Sky and and which is so retarded, man. Because I think he's better than Scorpio Sky. And Dan, well, we know you love, but and Dan Lambert and Paige Van Zant and 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 he and when he came in, I, I think he had a different tag team partner. I don't. I, I mean, and they introduced him the same night as Christian Cage, like they debuted a page and a page the same. It, it's just <laughs> like, listen, this is the most money he's ever made. It's the most money he's ever going to make. So this is, 
Remember a few years ago when everyone wants Cesaro to get a push in, in WWE, and so he got a title shot against Roman, and and Rome, it was a fine match, but Roman hit the guillotine, and the match was over, and that was, and that was sort of the end of the Cesaro push. This this is Ethan Page. He's he's going to win this tournament. He's going to get a match. He's going to lose, and then and that's going to be the end of it because because he's he's in a faction that makes zero sense. And that's another problem. Yeah, we got to stop having a losers tournament for the number one contenders. Yeah, for the number one contendership to the world championship, and having him lose all the time. Give us somebody like surprise us once in a while, even if people fucking have a fit. Say right. right? Wouldn't right. it be out of nowhere if Ethan Page won the world championship out of the blue? Sure, it looked like it came out of left field, but that's TK's fault if that, you know, if that's that would the case. be the reaction to that would be worse than Tyrus winning the NWA title because it's, because it's more important. This AEW's title is much more important. Absolutely, absolutely. And I get the heat that it will cause, but I think it'd be good in a way for AEW just to get a bit of. Uh, it's so minor league. It is minor league. It is. But. Just I don't know, man. I just I want these guys to have some balls, man, and actually go out of the box for once. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, <laughs> they just don't do it. You know what I mean? And even if he did win, which he won't, and I'm not saying he should, but I just like the idea of it, just for the sake of something different. And sure, it'll be a week, probably total run. And when I say week, I'm talking about one week, not week, because it will be week, and in one week you'll probably lose it. And I'm cool with that too. Just surprise us out of the blue, you know what I mean? Well, that'd be interesting. I mean, they do enough of these tournaments for number one contenders. I'm not sure anyone has ever won one. No one wins it. That's the problem. That's what I mean. Either don't have it at all, or fucking have a better lineup. I mean, has anyone even cashed him on his chips to to win the title? I mean, MJF, you know, is at least fifty fifty. But I don't think I don't think anyone has before. I mean, it would be interesting just to change things up. But I mean, honestly, you got to start with someone bigger than Ethan Page for that. But like who? I don't know. Not... Do someone I I mean, listen, they've been doing there's three guys that they've been doing absolutely nothing with. I'll even go a fourth that I could get behind. Um Malachi Black, Hobbs, Hobbs Nero and Andrade. Yeah. No, those are yeah. those are those are four guys that, that sort of coming out of nowhere. And if they want to get behind one of their own, like an AEW original, Hobbs, young guy, looks the part. Hobbs would be perfect. Yeah. And let people get used to him standing with a title. Because once and you I see someone with a title, it's never surprising again if they have one. Exactly. And I think he would look great in that po- in that you know posing with the title. And on top of that, man, it's a young, hungry, up-and-coming dude who's become champion. Again, it's going outside the box. It'd be a good little swerve. And it'd be just—I think it'd be good for AW. I think it might actually rejuvenate it just a little bit. But yeah, that but won't they go tried there. with their face homegrown guy with Adam Page. I mean, you want to call Kenny Omega homegrown? Nah, Kenny Omega already had a body of work, and you know, and he had Don Callis and the whole crew behind him. Which, by the way, I love that act. Anyone who was watching the show when when I was on it or listened to Hammerlock Hangover, I, I really enjoyed the Kenny Omega heel run with Don Callis and Me having too. a crew of like four to nine guys surrounding him. Uh, I, I thought that was great, which is part of the reason that I thought that that year Bobby Lashley should have been rest of the year because even though he sometimes got help, his was his was less than Roman and less than right. anyway, not important. And listen, um, Kenny's right; it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Kenny ever won anything without uh, interference. Anyway, it, it, it's not particularly important. Um, so yeah, that that 
that that's what I would do. But uh, where where were we in this card? Oh, it was, well, it was the page promo, it, right? The Ethan Page's promo, right? And I was gonna say um, Ethan Page does have a matchup next between All Ego Ethan Page and Bandita for your AEW World Championships Number One Contenders Tournament Semifinals. And I want to say about this match, fucking is Bandita that really small, man? Because he's starting to look tinier and tinier every week. I'm watching it, and I must admit. Not only did I like that Ego's Edge that he did on Bandita because it looked good, but could you call this an upset that Ethan Page actually won? No, it's not an upset. Yes, I'm predicting Ethan Page to win the whole tournament. So, of course, it's not an upset. Yes, Bandito is that small, which makes it even so peculiar that in out of his, out of his two out of two matches where he's been under the AEW banner, he's been doing gorilla presses like he's the Ultimate Warrior. Um, this match was enjoyable, but it, like... It like ended all of a sudden. Like like it looked like yeah. like I think it would be better if Ethan Page hit the razor's edge or the the ego's edge from the um from the from the second rope when the Bandito was on the turnbuckle rather than just putting one on regularly and that that didn't look like it should be a finisher. But I um, like the way he executes it though, because he kinda like just drops him sort of midair, which which is kinda cool instead of like leaning forward. See, like but I don't I don't like that because I mean, because wrestlers drop all the time. I mean, the whole point is you're you're making the fall hurt by. I mean, otherwise you're just falling on a trampoline. Well, yeah, but you're not supposed to think that way, are you, Jeff? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, that that's why power bombs are cool. I mean, <laughs> I mean, True. I, I don't think it looks good if you just go oopsie daisy and drop the guy. I don't know. I don't mind it personally, but anyway, all he goes to page means my pinfall. I mean, especially with a guy that's 185 pounds, that I mean, that's one you should be able to follow through on and, and keep it safe. True, but he didn't. But it is what it is, <laughs> and uh, you Page, asked. well, yeah, Page moves on into the tournament. Um, after that, though, we get uh, footage from earlier today of Renee Piquet interviewing Soraya. Soraya says she feels fantastic. And she never thought she'd wrestle again. But she's sick of talking. And she'll see Britt Baker on Saturday as we go to another break. But when we come back, we get a video package for Eddie Kingston and Ortiz match against June Akiyama and Konj, uh, Konshuke Takshika, Takshera. Uh, where Eddie emphasizes how important this match is to him. Going up against a legend in Akiyama. I mean, is there really anything for you to say, Jeff, here? Yeah. Or? This is just another thing of self-masturbatory gimmick stuff that nobody gives a fuck about. Nobody wants... To, I mean, Eddie Kingston's whole thing is how he's disgruntled and he doesn't get enough time and he's not getting respect. Not anymore. <laughs> and, and now all of a sudden, like, he, he requests a match with some random old dude from DDT. I mean, it's not even New Japan. He and did make his name in New Japan, though. Like, he was a legend in New Japan. Just yeah, yeah, about yeah. Akiyama. Yes, he's not in New Japan now. So it doesn't matter where he made. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody cares. I mean, people, listen, I'm not an Eddie Kingston guy, so I don't care what he's doing. This is fine if this is what he's doing. But there are people saying Eddie Kingston deserves a title run. I don't think he deserves Hell a title no. run. Fuck yeah. no. But, 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 but this is this is like Pat, where all of a sudden he's, he's not trying to cheat anymore. All of a sudden it's like he's not angry and he wanted his dream match and he got well, well, well this is this is and he gets to wrestle some random old guy and 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 it's a tag match so he, he's dragging ortiz into his dream match too um i mean this is, <laughs> this is the i mean the only thing i take from this 
is that their relationship with New Japan is less tenuous, is more tenuous than they thought, less solid than they thought. So they want a relationship with a Japanese promotion or a bunch of like Joshi and and wow. you know, and others, so they can at least say the the numbers. Um, you know, because uh, you know, uh, it, obviously New Japan is going to be spreading its wealth around. To be fair, though, Jeff, they did have a deal with DDT before they actually cut a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, did they? Yeah, they did. I, I mean, I knew that uh, what's his face was Takeshita was there on excursion, but he was all over the place. Um, uh, well, Kenny also wrestled in DDT, you know, representing AEW for the record. So, and I've seen those matches. Yeah, well, well, Kenny doing his own thing, I think, was part of his contract. But uh, all right, yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, they, they never mentioned it before. They're making a big deal out of it now. I mean, they mentioned a couple of times when, when Takeshita was on, but they didn't make a big deal about their relationship with DDT. Right. It was everything was New Japan, New Japan, New Japan, New Japan. It's like me with Flashy. <laughs> it's true. But, um, well, yeah. well, that match does end up happening on Rampage, but uh, we'll talk about that on Uncaged. What a uh, but test that was. Was it really? I was kind of like hoping it was going to be. Di- was it really a snooze fest? I I thought it was terrible. I'm sorry. Ah oh, damn! But every, I thought every means. part of it was terrible. The story was weird. I mean, if the whole thing what was for Kingston, if the whole thing was Kingston want to have a dream match with the other guy, but somehow they made it a tag match. I mean, the two people who spent the least time in the ring were Kingston and the other guy, and the one really? guy who by far spent the le- least time in the ring was what's his name? The the old fart. Uh, Akiyama, you talking about? I don't know, not Takeshita. Yes, Akiyama, Jun Akiyama. Okay, Jun Akiyama, whatever. I've been watching wrestling 45 years, never heard of him. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, he was barely he was barely in the ring, and I mean, seriously, looks like like a random grandpa at the at the beach decided to start wrestling. Well, your your you drunk unemployed uncle. He looks very different back in his day, man. I'll tell you that. He was a big boy. I'm back. sure he looked different 40 years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, fair point. Well, let's move on to the next matchup. It is Anna J. It is Tony Storm. It wasn't uh, supposed to be Anna J. It was supposed to be Ali. Yeah, that's right. What happened there, actually? Injured? You're right. I remember. Okay. Apparently, she's injured. And how'd that happen? Maybe on the set of her Lifetime movie? I don't know. <sighs> Well, who cares about this matchup anyway? Maybe Jeff? the blade takes his lips as gimmick. I don't know. Maybe. Well, like I said, there's not much for me to report other than Tony Storm wins by submission with a clover leaf. But post match, nobody cared about this match. Nobody cared. Post match, Jamie Hayter comes to the ring. Team D and D behind her. Also, she slides in and tells Storm she wants to talk, gesturing at the belt. Tony just holds it up and walks into her, getting a shove from Hayter as commentary. Hypes up the full gear card as we go to another break. Right. Um, Three women came up, came out to do basically nothing. Wow! Yeah, well, I mean, Br- Brits obviously turning on Jamie Hayter, right? I don't know, man. Because the thing is, yeah, you think so, but AEW, man, like, I just don't know because it's like Pack and Phoenix, um, the Hammer deal. Suddenly, we, there's no Hammer. Yeah, like Jamie Hayter was organically over about two months ago. and She and... was, and they were planting the seeds that, they, that she was going to turn, and everyone was down for it, but then they they patched things up, and it's right. been all rosy since. 
and it's and it's faded. Her heat is faded. Meanwhile, Tony faded still time. dead in the water. But I would say that Jamie Hader, who is much more popular with the AEW fandom than Tony Storm, now she's only marginally more popular. And I heard what Jago said that the that Tony Storm shouldn't lose the title while it still has the label of interim. I don't really care about that. I mean, I what's the point of having an interim title if it can't be lost? Um, I. I would have said two months ago Jamie Hayter should win this match, but now I don't think she can. I mean, this this whole thing was almost like she was coming off as a. I just want to talk. What, what the hell was that? This yeah, three in days, the ring, in the, the fucking ring. Yeah, beat her up for three days before your title match. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? What is this? Jamie Hayter was brought in to be the heater. What? What? what what's this? I want to talk shit. I. I don't just want to talk, Jeff. Why can't we just talk it out in the middle of the ring on worldwide television, bro? Come on. Uh, no, it's not AEM, <laughs> All Elite Mediation. It's, uh, it's uh, shit. All Elite Arbitration. <laughs> yeah, well, we might as well call it that because fuck. Yeah. That's what they do. They talk shit in AEW. Um, well, speaking of, we come back from commercial, we get our main event promo, Jeff. It's John Moxie making his entrance through the crowd and gets in the ring and on the mic. He introduces himself and says, they say the championship doesn't make the man. How many times have we heard this fucking promote promo? From, from him, him? Anyway, Always the same fucking words. The man makes the championship. So who is John Moxley? He's the best professional wrestler on planet Earth. The baddest son of a bitch in the game. He talks shit and backs it up. He's traveled far and wide for the biggest challenges, taken on all comers, and defined the AEW World Championship. He's sick in the head, addicted to adrenaline and the pain and the hurt. He loves it. He literally doesn't care. That's who John Moxley is. Last week, he asked a question as to who Maxwell Jacob Freeman is, and being the world champion, he scouts his opponents and does his research. He found out a few things. MJF is actually a really good singer. He has actually one win in the ring in the last six months. He took a summer vacation, came back with a Halloween mask, and got handed a poker chip in the worst ending to a ladder match he's ever seen. And now he's got a world title match out of it. Before I continue, Jeff, he's talking about the worst uh, ladder match he's ever seen. Well, Moxley, sir, hate to break it to you, but you were part of the worst wrestling segment probably that the, this face of the freaking world has ever seen. In the stupid explosions. What explosions? Yeah. I have to say that you delivered that promo with more passion and energy than Moxley did. And oh, it, was, it was lame, dude. I didn't like uh, it whatsoever. I may man. take a lot of heat for this, but Moxley seemed like he might have been drunk. <laughs> like he, uh, he, he said Sunday twice. Like he might uh, not show up for the match. He may show up a day later. <laughs> and then he called it the show. He actually asked MJF, he goes, what day is the show, Saturday or Sunday? The show? You don't call it a show if you're a fighter in it. Yeah, that's Moxley, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I uh, mean, he clearly is checked out. Okay, maybe he wasn't drunk or whatever. He's just clearly checked out. I mean, so, I mean, he, he's not that smart either to, to pretend he's indifferent. So, I mean, obviously, he's he's losing this belt. And the thing with Ethan Page being in the firm and, and my prediction with winning sort of mean tells me the firm might not be involved in the finish. That doesn't rule out the whole Regal thing. And and if one thing we can count out with AEW, it's lots of moving parts. But I don't know. A, a face 
MJF champion? I, and and if it's a heel MJF <laughs> champion, i.e. cheating, and then Moxley takes his well-deserved vacation and he's gone for 90 days, I mean, it's a little baby. weird. He it's got his weird. champion. He goes on vacation, comes back, and you know, be right back in the title picture. I don't know. Yeah, it's and he'll weird. say, I'm so pissed off. You know what I mean? No, you're not. You just took off for fucking six weeks, and now you're going to say you're pissed off? Right. I mean, we, we saw you on Instagram. You are in Cabo. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's with me, John. But anyway, he goes on to say, so forgive, him, so forgive him if he's not exactly shaking in his boots. We see that that the Max, he wants to, us to see perfectly curated speeches and hand-picked opponents, but he sees insecurity. He sees fear that he won't live up to the hype. A little boy playing wrestler. But you're going to see something special on Sunday. On Sunday. <laughs> see? See what I did there? The world champion doing what he does best. MJF isn't challenging him. He's challenging Freeman to show him some guts. Showing why everyone thinks he's the future of this industry. Enter Stokely Hathaway though. As Lee Moriarty rushes the ring and John sends him packing. But the rest of the firm arrives and beats him and William Regal down. Enter Mr. Good Man, Good Guy, Mr. White Meat Babyface in Maxwell Jacob Freeman. He lays the ass boys out on the ramp. Lariat to Lee Moriarty at the base of it. Low blow to W. Morrissey. And he sidesteps, leading Ethan Page to kick to kick uh, out of the ring. Max sends all ego packing with a low blow and punches and tells Stoke to get out of Connecticut before he takes his boot and shoves it firmly up his ass. MJF then starts rifling on the pipe bomb with John while you lay there, hopefully in pain type line, and says he made the save so he can beat his ass clean on Saturday. He started to be the best wrestler in the world and he knows Mox is a double tough son of a bitch. But he's not the same kid that he wrestled before. He can dump him on his head, make him bleed buckets, snap every ligament in his body. But he won't stop because he needs that belt more than water, food or oxygen. Because he knows he's the best wrestler on God's green earth. And God damn it, it's his time. You heard John last week when he said he wasn't the devil. And he reminds him that the greatest trick the devil pulled is convincing the world he doesn't exist. So at full gear, he's going to show him. Mox then takes the mic before MJF can finish his catchphrase and says he never really saw what the big deal is. But at full gear, they're going to find out. And if he can't find it in his guts, again, he's repeating himself, John will reach in and pull it out of him because that's his job. So on Saturday... The training wheels come off, Jeff. Is that his job? Isn't his job to defend the top? And by the way, hasn't he said before what a big star he is and how great and, and how he's going to be a big star one day, but not yet? I mean, uh, I believe he said a lot of the same things during the last few weeks. And, and impeached himself in this promo. This was, this was just such a lazy, low energy. I mean, in my description, I called you Jimmy Trumpy because Trump right. gave his announcement speech and it was like a really low energy, lazy speech. Um, and this, and this is and I use that on purpose because of the no one will connect it otherwise. That's what I'm saying is that was John Moxley and, and frankly MJF was didn't really have anything new either. But I mean, this really made the firm look stupid, and they just had like Lee Moriarty challenge John Moxley on on you know live TV for a title shot, and he took him to the limit basically. By the way, 
John Moxley had more trouble with Lee Moriarty than hooked it on Rampage, which is ridiculous, but so AEW. But Ethan Page, who's who, you know, is in this in the finals of this tournament, nothing. Just a, you know, just a couple moves and he's gone. Morrissey, you know, nothing. Big seven footer, nothing. And the Gun Boys, who are presumably, you know, in the, you know, five guys MJF can handle on his own. And I didn't even see the beatdown on Moxie. Like, it was so quick. You know, and like two of them were holding Regal, you know, keeping him from getting involved. This whole thing is weird. There's just, there's just, too, <laughs> there's too many chess pieces on the board or checkers pieces on the board, really. Um, and, and it was, this, this was just, this was a really flat ending to a show that I thought had a good first hour. I thought the second hour stunk the highlight was the ethan page um bandito match despite what i said earlier about the finish the match itself was good and there were there were other parts that were okay during the second hour but this 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 should have this should have gotten you fired up i mean this should have been this should have been moxley and mjf fighting back to back side to side getting knocking the firm out of there together and then they did one of those they're you know they're both facing different directions walking backwards bumping to each other and they turn around and then they do the the, the face off and Moxley not knowing that the show was on Saturday and saying Sunday, not once, but twice, <laughs> and then asking MJF is ridiculous. If you are the consummate professional, you know when the show is. And I know someone else is he's John Moxley. He doesn't give a shit. He's ready to fight seven days a week, 24 hours. Doesn't matter when. Well, you know, you still have to show up at the right place at the right day. Uh, that's true. It's damn true. Um, anyway, Jeff, well, I think that's about it when it comes to the main show. But, uh, like you said, first show, uh, first hour was good, second hour sucked. And for me, to be fair, the whole show sucked. So that's just me. I'm sorry I said it, but okay. for a go home show, it sucked. I just didn't enjoy it. And I want to enjoy it, but I just didn't. But let's move on to predictions, Jeff. So, um, and we start with the new match that was just announced which is uh the best friends versus the factory in the pre-show clearly the best friends go over here right jeff yeah of course yeah so let's just move on straight away because after that on the main we get ricky starks versus brian cage in the world total eliminated tournament oh that's still part of the pre-show actually which is a shame and obviously little guys beat big guys Ricky Starks goes goes over Brian Cage, no doubt about it, right? Agree. <laughs> See, we don't even need to continue on this one. Next, after that, we got Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Again, Sting doesn't lose, so Sting and Darby all the way, right? Yeah, that's my motto. Sting is Sting is not on pay per views to lose matches. Well, geez, we're a hundred percent so far, Jeff, on our predictions. After that, though, we got Jungle Boy versus Lucha Dumbass. In a steel cage match. Now, we know Luchasaurus won their first matchup, so surely Jungle Boy wins this one, correct? Yeah, I mean, because the real feud is in Jungle Boy against Luchasaurus, it's Jungle Boy against Christian. And Christian. Christian got himself hurt, so. Exactly. I mean, but yeah, Jungle Boy has to win this. Uh, if he is going to be one of their pillars, he has to win this. And, you know, I, I'm not that invested in Luchasaurus. I, I was in the early days of AEW because he was one of the only guys that looks like a wrestler, but now they got they have plenty of wrestlers that look like wrestlers. So, you know, if he's just there as a big palooka, whatever. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah. And and Christian as a manager hasn't done anything for him. I mean, this is, would have been more interesting if, like, Luchasaurus won some title in, in, in between here and now 
the jungle boy was going for something otherwise it's not interesting it's just a diversion but yeah uh, short answer yeah i agree with you jungle, jungle boy has to win this match probably by oh, doing well. something crazy and you know he'll, you know like something like he'll kick christian in the head and and use that as a you know a springboard to you know do a 14 foot drop onto luchasaurus Oh, God, I couldn't care less about that matchup. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Jungle Boy for sure for the win. After that, we get Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker. It's house versus house, Jeff. This one's a tough one, but surely Soraya goes over on this one. I think Soraya goes over. I think part of the reason Soraya goes over is because uh, it, uh, Jamie Hayter only wants to talk and doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, the, um, the next matchup, though, is another women's championship. It is for your TBS championship. Or doesn't it come out at all because she's got a match, and later on we hear Britt, well, they probably won't do it. They'll do it. They'll show us a segment, you know, Wednesday night for seven seconds where Britt Baker's yelling, where were you? Where were you? 100%, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's t- especially the way the matches are placed, for sure, man. Uh, next, we get Jay Cargill, your TBS champion, versus Nyla Rose. In a mixed gender matchup, <laughs> I said it. <laughs> yes, we did. I'm, I'm sorry, everything ends with penis here at the PWC network. But, um, penis wrestling channel, <laughs> penis wrestling channel. Even Jago unintentionally brought up penis, even though he doesn't know about the penis joke, which is hilarious. To he me. knows it's our brand. Oh, well, anyway, Jay Cargill obviously gets the win here, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely we like to hope anyway but i mean the only question is the only question is does does she have three baddies two baddies or no baddies if i were her if they're gonna be booking her as a baby face have no baddies because she's another one they're confused with um she should just stay as a heel but going over fucking nyla rose is gonna get you over so whatever it is faces faces shouldn't have uh entourages right but yeah, no, she, she should absolutely win, and Isla should never have a title. Period, and it has nothing to do with her born biology. Uh, next, though, we got a TNT Championship matchup between Warlow, your champion Samoa Joe, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Now, this one for me, you have to go Wardlow. Otherwise, whoever loses this, look if if Hobbs doesn't win. I think it fucks him up bad. If Warlow doesn't win, it destroys him. That's it. He's done. Right. And Joe is there to take the pin. Right. If you want to be a total asshole, you have Joe win and he has two belts. That would be amazing. (laughs) I would would be awesome. That that is the absolute cynic opposite approach. And and that would be my preference. And and I think the fans would love it because they love Joe is going to kill you. But Joe's right, there right. to lose. The other question is who who who's he lose to? Um, I, I don't think they give up on Wardlow. Who, whoever loses his match is pretty much dead. That's so, what's sad about this stupid matchup and why it's even happening. Right. So unless Wardlow was going to get rehired by MJF, uh, you know, with or without Lord Stephen Regal, um, oh boy, yeah, Can you mentioned that. Wardlow wins, Joe gets pinned. You know, what'll probably happen is that Hobbs is the one that delivers the finishing move, but, you know, Wardlow comes in, you know, behind him and delivers a, you know, a quick power bomb to him and, you know, throws him over the top rope and then he he steals the pin, basically, so that Hobbs looks like he's the one who delivered the finisher, 
but you know, and, and Joe's title is on the line, so he loses nothing. So yeah, I'm going to go with Wardlow to retain his TNT championship. And also, I went with Wardlow also because it just doesn't make sense for him to lose right now, even though Jungo thinks the opposite. But we'll see. Um, after that, we It'd be interesting. It would be, but I just don't. I don't know. It'd be great. I'll be happy to be wrong in this match. Like I would literally in any scenario, if it's Joe that wins or Powerhouse Hobbs that wins, I'd be happy for that. But nothing about it makes sense. Only one title being instead Hobbs being thrown into it. Hobbs caring about Joe if they're both heels. <laughs> I mean, they should be on the same side. I none of this makes sense except that people are interested in the TNT. Th- I mean, Joe's turn is the thing that made the most sense. Right. You're right. It's true, man. I mean, Absolutely. Hobbs, if he, if he wants the shot to TNT title, sh- shouldn't he win some matches first? <laughs> he should, but uh, it's AEW. Right. <laughs> My mistake. Well, we have uh, the trio's championship belts on the line next, Jeff, as it's Death Triangle, your champions, versus the Elite. Um, I'm going with the Elite, even though Jago, what he said, made total sense. But again, it's too smart, so I'll stick with the elite. I could, I could see the elite winning, and then the lights go out, and House of Black is there, and you know, to set the next challenge. I'm still going to go with what I say that lights go out, House of Black causes the elite the, the titles. That doesn't mean that things are cool with them and Death Triangle, but Death Triangle retains, um, and maybe the elite demand a, a rematch, and they get one at Winter is Coming, and that's when they get the titles. How eventful! Because you know that you know TV ratings are more important than pay per view buys. I know. Look, you're you're, you're probably a hundred percent spot on. That's probably ninety nine percent chance that that the House of Black will come out to this match. It, it's a must. It, yeah, but they can come out afterwards. You could still be right on your pick. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm going this one on a fifty fifty. So I, I don't feel confident. It's just that's that's what I would do just for. I mean, if nothing else, if you know half the locker room or 40% of the locker room isn't exactly thrilled with your stewardship, you don't give yourselves titles right away. Right, but then in saying that, if you want to go Wrestling 101, Death Triangle did get the win. Don't freeze on me, Jimmy. On Dynamite, lose. Yeah, but they beat nobodies. That's true, too. I mean, they they beat a guy that they pulled off the street and said was A.R. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well the elite for me but not confident either way i'm not confident on this one this is probably the the hardest pick to pick in many ways but uh right. and, we'll and see. honestly does anyone really care about the trios titles i mean it, it makes sense that they have and listen i might care about the trios titles except that they've got 92 titles from ring of honor there also which including are including trios, trios exactly and sorry they're not called trios belts though jeff they're called the six man Oh, World is that right? Championships. That's I right. am. I am so dumb. You are very dumb. Very evil dumb. dumb. <laughs> evil dumb. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, speaking of dumb, we get the acclaimed and swerving our glory holes for your AEW Tag Team Championships. The acclaimed are your champions, of course, and the acclaimed will surely walk out as your champions. Still, agree. I mean, I guess the only question is, is this when the Swerve and Our Glory team breaks up and, you know, by what means? I know that people are saying that Keith Lee will be the one to turn on Swerve. I mean, I don't, I don't see it. I don't really care. I, I think 
Actually, I think they're a pretty good team. <laughs> Especially if they were both heels, though. I want them both these times. I want Keith Lee to actually just turn completely on the on the bad side and just embrace his heelness. Yeah, but if he turns on Swerve, they're both sort of heels. So then that's a, the yeah, problem. Heel. See, again, yeah. they've booked themselves in the stupid corner, an unnecessary corner, mind you. Now he can turn heel by after they lose the match, he goes apeshit crazy. But he goes apeshit crazy on the elite and 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 uh billy gunn and then swerve is like yes yes that's what i've been talking about it was worth the loss this is the keith lee i wanted we'll get him next time come on too smart jeff sorry so you you adding that last bit just then that's when i was like nah they can't do it because they don't think that far ahead you know what i have to say to that what's indubitably. that indubitably indubitably indeed as keith lee said uh, a few by, weeks by back. the way Listen, I don't want to sound too much like I'm looking for something to be upset about because I'm really not. But if the acclaimed were a white team and they did that music video with go. fake Swerve and the fake fake Keith Lee, people would be calling that racist. You're right. I have I hate to agree with that, but unfortunately, you're right. You know what's even like funnier? I was looking and going, they really shouldn't do that. I mean that, that that's but not really good. Color cards. Color cards. Hello, hello. They should have at least looked more like them. Hello, ding dong. Okay, yeah, I know. I, I opened the door, so you know the the, the, the bell should have rung already. So I'll, I'll I'll take that as the dinner bell time to close the door. So I, I just I, I want to get that off my chest because. But I, you're I, right. I, you're right, man. I agree with you. They they they're lucky that they're both half cast. They're not even fully well, colored. Listen, I, and listen, I. I do understand the difference. I understand why a white team or a Latino team or an Asian team can't do that and why an African American team can do that. I, I do understand it. I'm just I'm just making I'm just making it's not lost on me. Um, I don't know when that gets washed out of our system. Hopefully one day. But um, Hopefully, hopefully, but today's uh, not the day. I don't see that. Yeah, today's definitely not the day. Uh, well, let's move on to the AEW Interims World Heavyweight Whatever Championship Belt It is Tony Storm Your Champion Versus Jamie Hayter Now we both said earlier That it's the time To really Get Jamie Hayter The win here But I don't see Tony Storm Losing the belt Just yet So I'm going to have to Go with Tony Storm I'm going with Tony Storm Because I'm You know Because at the end Of the Soraya match I I think that Britt is going to be The one that cost Jamie Hayter the belt And then you're going to Get that feud and maybe they'll get to maybe they'll get Jamie Hayter again over and you know depending on what happens with Thunder Rosa you know maybe she gets the title back but then Hayter wins the title from Rosa instead of Tony I don't anyway I'm picking I'm, I'm picking uh, Storm to retain I'm picking Storm to retain also and I should just score uh, predictions I should stop trying to do the booking because I you know you, yeah, you, you, you can I still like sound it. wrong even if you got the answer right <laughs> Right, but this is again, this is AEW, unfortunately. And uh, when you get, you know, when we all get too too smart for our own good, we, we always get disappointed. We get that smart sometimes, Jeff, that we actually believe that's the only way and what's that's what's going to happen. But unfortunately, it just never does. So sometimes it does, but I just don't, I don't know, man. I just don't understand the way they think. Their think process is just weird. But well, this is what I see things. I mean, they're actually pretty good on pay per views of sticking, staying away from tomfoolery. But they're big on returns and they're big on turns. But 
Tony Khan is also big on panic. And mm. that 818 scared the shit out of him. And he's going to know what the buys are. I don't care. I don't believe anyone when they tell you they don't know what the buys are for months later. He's going to know what the buys are by 35 minutes into that show. And if the buys are like, you know. Oh, uh-huh. he's going to let you know about it. <laughs> Meltzer set the line at 135, which shocked me that he would set it so low, which tells, you know, I set it at 130. I'm hearing people say 110, 100. 125. I think it's going to do more like 110. But if, if Tony's seeing something like one, 110 to 125, and, and now he's got two consecutive pay-per-views, which have underperformed the same pay-per-view a year ago, because that's that's his measure. He doesn't go consecutively. He likes year on year year and year against the year behind fair enough which is that's how you should base yourself right i mean no i mean wrestling isn't like the super bowl where there's only one a year you match i mean you want your line to keep going up in wrestling but fine but if that's the date if that's the metrics he's using it i i will play and i will but if he's got two in a row where it's going down from the the year before he's going to want there to be a lot of heat coming out of this show to get more rating artificial rating spikes uh going into the winter is coming and then there'll be a battle of the belts and then you know before you know it we'll be at revolution so um so i i think that there will be more shenanigans than usual i mean that that that, because when tony panics that's what he does he has shenanigans and i mean you're running out of people to bring into the business and let's let's face it if you bring in who, who who's someone from ring of honor that they haven't brought in if you brought in shane taylor uh, you know, from Ring of Honor, and you brought back Jonathan Gresham. No one would give two fucks. I'm sorry. No I, one. I, I love Shane Taylor. Everyone knows that. Gresham, not so much. You know, but you could bring in every. You could bring in Rhett Titus, Tracy Williams, Mark Haskins, <laughs> Shane Taylor, O'Shea Williams, Moses. No, you, you, no. you could you you could bring in everyone. You could bring in PJ Black, my friend. You could bring Vincent, the entire Righteous. You could you could bring the entire Ring of Honor locker room. Wasn't Vincent like, around recently? Um, he was. He, he's he's a, as the King. Impact. He's not. And, uh, he, was, yeah. he wasn't? Yeah, he's an impact. There were rumors he was at a SmackDown or, or at a Raw. Like he might be like Uncle Howdy or Uncle Harper or whatever. Anyway, uh, all I'm saying is he could bring in all 30 people in Ring of Honor who are now currently under contract someplace else, and nobody would give two shits. Well, that I can agree with 100%. But speaking of Ring of Honor, and, and this this burns me a little bit, but, you know, TK's a bit of a tight ass, shall I say. Mm-hmm. It is, for your Ring of Honor world title, it is Chris Jericho, your champion, versus Brian Danielson, versus Claudio Costagnoli, versus Sammy Guevara, for the Ring of Honor world title, now, if it was up to me, I would have Brian Danielson go over here, right? It's not going to happen, but this is what I would do. I'd have him go over, and he, and this song comes on as he wins the belt, and we go full circle, and have Brian Danielson come out to the final countdown because it would elevate him. I think even not that he needs more elevation, but can you imagine the fan reactions to him coming out to this? Once again, like he used to back in Ring of Honor. No, it, it would be huge. But didn't they already decline to get the final countdown because it cost like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to use the song? Fifty million, apparently. Yeah, but it can't possibly be fifty million. That's that's that's, that's that's what I heard. That's that's no. I heard one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to use the song. That's not much. TK's got. It was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars 
You're a clown, TK. You don't understand how much more money he would have made by using that. Anyway, I, I, I mean, the only question is, is about Sammy and Chris Jericho, and no one really cares. And even if that, even if there is dissension there, Chris Jericho still leaves with the belt. Even if Sammy looks like he's got someone in pain predicament, and Jericho hits Sammy over the head with a bat, and then the story is. I knew that you wanted to do it and you wanted me to win so I, I know that you got excited in the moment but it, you know it's still my time you'll be next but my you know so that'll be the, the promo on Dynamite or whatever but yeah whatever it is Jared, I'm just gonna go with Jericho unfortunately I agree Jericho will win but I think it will lead to a Danielson versus Jericho matchup again? maybe a final battle again nine, we've seen the 92 times right it's the final countdown Jeff I Anyway, the I, final did, I did like the Jericho final battle. The Jericho I'll face any former Ring of Honor champion thing is good. They've spending too much time saying he's like the, one of the greatest Ring of Honor champions of all time. He's the greatest. Title. He's <laughs> had the title for well, but even the commentary is saying he's saying the greatest. But commentary is saying one of the greatest. He's had the title for what seven weeks? Yeah, something like that. I mean, let, let's let's call him one of the greatest when he's had the title for seven months. It's the winter of Jericho. I'm okay with that. I'm fine <laughs> with that. Ring of Honor isn't real. It doesn't matter. It's They're not real. going on HBO Max. <laughs> Nothing's happening. They're not. Nah, they'll they'll announce it at at a final battle this coming December. I, I I'm almost ninety eight percent sure that that will happen. You don't think so? On an afternoon, at an afternoon pay per view. No. Afternoon, bro. Final countdown. Final battle. Ring of Honor. HBO Max. You think Tony Khan will get all Brit- British Pakistani and do it, to, do it during tea time and announce it? Oh, very nice. Very, you kick my dog, I get you tea. Actually, that's what he said. That's what he said. Something like that. Right. But I guess we both agree that the Ocho will retain and still be your Ring of Honor champion, which is good for business at the moment, Jeff. It's. I think it's different for business. I don't think it matters. I mean, when Brian Danielson's been having great matches, they've been the lowest rated segments. No matter who's at the end of the card, Dynamite, Dynamite. That's what I mean. Why, though? It can't be the talent, Jeff. What's going on? It doesn't make sense. There's too much fucking wrestling. There's too much wrestling. I mean, AW's even hurting itself with all its YouTube shows and all that, everything and, uh, and all their other content. I mean, it's just too much. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, but the thing is, they're the number two company, right? They should be the number two company in the world. There should be room for more viewers on a mainstream channel like TNT and TBS. Well, I mean... Listen, they still have not exceeded their week one total. <laughs> I actually haven't. Wow. That's crazy, dude. That's not growth. Well, as long as TK hears no evil, sees no evil, it's all good. We can just continue being la 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 about AEW because he's, 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 got, he's got plenty of money to lose. As long as he has plenty of money to lose. You know, really. it, it's November 19th now as we, we speak. Is that game available for Christmas yet? I mean, that freaking <laughs> video game that's supposed to be out. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You don't know? You, know? you don't know what's going on? 
I know that they changed the cover. They took CM Punk off the cover. Oh, they did? I didn't know that part. But no, we've got a date, buddy. And get this. Yeah. It's it's not even... You know, back in the day, the analogy of, of a movie going straight to DVD or straight to VHS yeah. instead of going to the cinema, you know, and that's considered a B-grader, right? Right. Video on well, demand. Video on demand. Well, get this. We're going... <laughs> we're going B-grader straight to Xbox Game Pass. No, no, that, that was that was denied. They said that's not happening. What? Yeah. You sure? I read an official... Um, I'm sure I saw that it was denied. I'm not sure if the denial is correct or not. So wait, yeah, wait, wait, right. wait. They offered the game and Xbox still said no. Nah. So there's no plans to do it on Xbox Pass that it's going to be available for retail purchase in stores. This was funny because I was because listen, I remember the day very well because everybody thought that the Xbox Pass was, and you heard all the fans pretending this was a great thing for AW because it's to so many people and this stuff. I'm like, listen, I don't know much about the video game business, and I will in- admit that, but I've never heard it's I've, in no industry is it successful when something goes straight to streaming. That's always a bad sign. You always want to sell things at the full retail price, and they're like, you can still buy it at full retail price. I mean, I'm like, but who would if they could get it on pass? But I've so got inst- pass. Yeah, so instead of instead of getting like thirty percent of the retail sale, you, you're going to get thirty percent of two and a half dollars. You know that your game gets out of that pass or whatever, or twenty five cents that your game gets out of that pass. It's it, it, it's like you're subscri- It's like you pay for HBO, but you also get like True TV. Like <laughs> this game would be True TV. Like HBO gets like you know nine dollars a month from every subscriber. True TV gets like you know eleven cents from every subscriber you know that that's that's how and somebody had a civil conversation with me and they're like yeah you're basically right they're, they're gonna get less money but it does potentially expose them to a lot more people I'm like that's true it I'm does like, yeah potentially yeah i mean but so what i mean that that i mean that doesn't mean anything i mean that, that, get this anyway it, it was it was later denied that that was the story that it was going to be sold in stores i don't i don't know which is true because i don't play video games so i don't care but but well if it is true, say, if it has bad download numbers, mm-hmm. it, they, they will kick it off the Game Pass network, literally. Like, if it doesn't get any downloads, the game won't stay there for a long time. Oh, my God. Josh Nason just broke, or three hours ago broke. The post-Rampage, Eddie Kingston called for a singles match against Akiyama at Full Gear and gets it during zero hour tomorrow night. Oh, no, you're kidding. Why? Well, there we go. We might as well fit that prediction in, right? Well, Kingston has to match win because Ortiz and Kingston lost, right? Right. So that means Kingston wins. There you go, folks. Again, I'm assuming you're going to say the same thing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Kingston wins in the... I'm calling this a grudge match because I'm holding a grudge <laughs> for... For Kingston. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm telling the audience right now, I'm not paying for the show. I'm not buying this on pay-per-view. So unless <laughs> unless he finds a way for me to watch this, I won't be watching this pay-per-view. So you know what? Let's watch it together, Jeff. Um, we'll watch it via pay-per-view. That's fine. <laughs> you, you said that before, and you fell you fall asleep. And no, I, no, no. I'll be up for this on. one. No, no, no. I'm actually. I don't know. As bad as this card looks, I'm kind you of came intrigued. For, for Forbidden Door. 
Yeah, I did. That's because yeah, I actually watched. paid for that damn pay-per-view. I know, but we watched it together. Right, we did. And Fight TV, keep doing what you're doing. Because for whatever reason, if I use my cable provider and try to do what we did... But but I'm telling you, folks, if, if Jimmy didn't just offer that, or if he does fall asleep, or if he forgets, or if he gets beat up by D again... I, whatever any review I have of, of the pay per view will be, I'll either be making shit up or will be just on my own. <laughs> who won or lost? Because I'm not, I, no. I'm, I'm not paying fifty dollars for the show, Damn, and, I don't, and I don't know anybody who's going to pay for it and in, or invite me to their house to watch it. So I actually don't know anybody that is paying for it for once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are other means. Just saying. <laughs> I, anyway, I don't trust those other means. I mean, you, I, I just assume I'll set it up, Jeff. Susan, and they uh, freeze up your computer. Yeah, they probably do, but at, at this point, it's worth it for now. Hopefully, no, it's not. I, I, I don't. It's need probably that. not, but I can, well, I that's can, why no. I'll take the. I'll t- I've got two good laptops anyway. I'll use one for that. And yeah, you I get can, my I, Listen, I can go out and see Wakanda Forever or the menu. I still haven't seen <laughs> <laughs> You can watch me laughing <laughs> the whole time. That'll probably right. be more entertaining. So we, we finished all our predictions, right? With the, no, with the... we got one more. The main matchup. Oh. It is Moxley versus MJF for the AEW World Championship. I'm going with MJF. Yeah, me, me, me too. I mean, you know, people saying pull the trigger if you didn't, it would, it would probably be a, a huge, uh, you know, uh, backlash against that. Uh, and just Moxley's demeanor, he, he's seemed mentally checked out. And I really, I, I'm not kidding. He seemed like he was on something. So I really hope he's not because he went through rehab. Uh, and, and and I hope he's not for him, for his family, for everyone involved. I mean, he's really a known hope. drug taker too, Jeff. And he never said he quit those. Uh, I guess. I guess you're right. Uh, whatever. He, he seemed completely checked out. Uh, and I don't think that was on purpose because nobody would embarrass himself by saying the wrong night of the pay-per-view twice. Well, to be fair, he does know he's going to have a six-week break. And you know when you know you're going to go on those breaks? You just go with emotions and you're just ready to get the fuck out? Yeah, but he had two things to do before that time. One one was this, this segment on TV to sell the show, and the other is to deliver a, a, you know, a good match on a pay-per-view. True. I agree. I mean, well, the, Jeff... By the way, anyone, if anyone's going to say, Jeff, you're just an AEW hater or a Moxley hater, listen... I'm an AEW critic, but I Moxley is my wrestler of the year for 2022, and I'm not even sure who's second. And he said that. He even said that mid-year. Yeah. You said that even on the mid-year awards. And we will do our end-of-year awards in December, obviously, sometime in December. And predictions for 2023 as well. And that too. And I think we're due to do an outside interference show, Jeff. Yes. Because there is a lot of things we can touch on. Mm-hmm since our last show but we'll, we'll get to that soon um but jeff in saying that tell them where they can find you my man let's get the fuck out of here right there you can follow me at twitter at icarus md you can often find me here on the pwc next to jimmy t or the shows that we cross pollinate with that you can find on the pw hustle the Tommy media group on channel attitude as well sometimes i'm allowed on on cage um you also can find me with Big Daddy Cool every other week now on Hammerlock Hangover. And my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is things that go bump in the night, cryptid, UFOlogy, history, alternative history, theosophy, going deep into Indo-European proto-myths. Going to do some King Arthur stuff coming up. I've got a show on Who Are the Huns. I'm working on one with uh, 
the, the gentleman from the history of Africa. We're going to do who are the Moors. Uh, eventually, I'll get to who are the Slavs. So I don't know. It's a it's a mixed bag there. Uh, and I also did a crossover show with Drew Yari, so thank you for him. He gave me the MP3, so I'll have a bonus show. I'm going to call it The Garden of Droom, which had Drew Yari and Anthony Missionary Thomas from Wrestling Signals on that. Also, we're on the Wrestling Zoom Network. Garden Views tends to be more topical. Most recent uh, episode was with the uh, co-founder of the Space Court Foundation and talked about space law. So uh, there's also, I don't know, check it out. Enjoy it. you like it. They're all on the PwC. Brilliant. Oh, I was going to ask you, is that show going to be on the PwC Network also? Which one? The one with Mission Drew? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, brilliant. That's a, that's an awesome inclusion because I'm actually looking forward to hearing that show. But in I mean, saying I, that... I'm thinking of releasing that as a Christmas present, like as a bonus. Ah, very nice, very nice. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Well, Drew also released last week, so I don't want to compete with I get you. Yeah. I feel you. Well, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PwC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where, like Jeff just said, you can find all our shows. Also, like and subscribe at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get to hear me, Jeff, and whoever wants to join on channelattitude.com where we talk AEW and more specifically Rampage. And also, please like and subscribe at Hamin Media Group topbodbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows including Jeff's and in saying that I'm Jimmy T he's Evil Dose Jeff Lippman and you've been listening and watching the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC Network and we're out see us the only male to win two dollars on the Dollar Club Wrestling Channel the only man that's me stay evil my friends two dollars $2. <laughs> $2.